Hi everyone, you're listening to Hotel Vicarious, a podcast where two best friends talk about all their favorite TV shows and movies. This week, we're covering the romantic comedy, I Want You Back, starring Jenny Slate and Charlie Day. Hello, Daria. Hi, Jenny. Hi, listener. Yes, hello, listener. Welcome back to Hotel Curious. We're so glad you could join us. Today, we're talking about I Want You Back, a movie starring Charlie Day and Jenny Slate. I love Jenny Slate so much. She is so good in this. Like She's so, so good. Delightful. I love her. Ah, this was a fun one. You know, it was. we we lament a lot about the the lack of rom-coms in the world. So who are we to not support every rom-com that comes out right now? It's true. I mean, we are, but I mean, was it a rom-com? But we'll get into that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a uh, a conversation to be had as we get into it. Yes. But before we do, Jenny, how are you doing? <laughs> are you surviving this uh, Mercury in retrograde? Oh, boy. Well, uh, I am surviving. Barely, but I am surviving. But not flourishing. I am not thriving, guys. I am not thriving. <laughs> So I've had, so I don't, if for those of you who are not really in the know about Mercury and retrograde, basically, I mean, scientifically speaking, it's an optical illusion where the planet appears to change course and move backwards in the sky. That's it. Scientifically, that's what it is. (laughs) The not so scientific, um, the not-so-scientific version, perhaps. Uh, it's like a basically a planetary phenomenon that everyone kind of dreads. Um, it basically is thought to affect communication and technology. So if you guys have been losing your keys, if you have been missing appointments, if you have been re- trying to record your podcast on Zencaster and having to record seven different times before it actually starts <laughs> recording, that might be you. Uh, and you may have that problem. Um, I have had some of the wackiest, technological things happened to me uh in the last since it started on may 10th um not to mention like a gazillion problems with microsoft teams at work mm-hmm. uh <laughs> our printer at work was actually like physically turned off and no one turned it off <laughs> um so we're also dealing with a, a poltergeist at work as well uh, <laughs> love that people at my work keep like breaking the Nespresso machine. I had to dig three pods of coffee out of it this morning with a fork. Um, Myself personally, my account got um, frozen on PayPal because of something. And I had to like give all this information to show that I am who I say I am. Like the list goes on and on. Like I am what it, I don't know that it's actually, I, I mean, look, the scientific version is one thing. The not-so-scientific version is another thing. Do I believe in the not-so-scientific version? I mean, 
I was always like, yeah, it's Mercury in retrograde. Ha ha ha. But like, guys, I have been through it in the last 14 days. Okay. So I am really ready for it to be June 2nd, which is when it is over. Oh my God. But that's so far away. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's that's nine days from now. Right? I know. Now, I am really very nervous for all of the technology. <laughs> I mean, maybe that would explain why my router died for an hour and a half today. I mean, yeah. We also had a gigantic tornado uh, run through Ontario. Yeah, yeah. We we had one touchdown in Jersey too. I think that's the same one. I think it yeah. I think it just like moved through and then down to you guys. We did not lose like trees, thankfully. Um our house is okay. Um that we just happened to be uh, you know, just not in the path. The people across the street from us lost one tree, fell down over their driveway, but their car was not in the driveway at the time. So oh my that gosh. was lucky. It was really crazy. Um I think they said like ten people died actually in Ontario in Ontario from like that's the the toll, I guess that they I heard on the radio this morning. So it's like, it was wild. It was a crazy, Saturday was a crazy day. Oh my God, but talk about global warming, right? Tornadoes don't touch down in our area. Like that's very there should, rare. There should there not should be, be no tornadoes. There should be no in Ontario or New Jersey. Like there's, there should not be a tornado in Ontario or New Jersey. Like, and it had like hurricane rain. That's what they said. It yeah. was like, I don't know the exact term, they called it, but yeah, it was like a tornado with like hurricane, like rain. I don't know what that means. Yeah. The world is just officially um, on fire, I think is pretty much the. Yeah. And like, it's just going to get worse. And like our, I was listening to this thing, like not to be super depressing right now, guys, but like our infrastructure is aging. Yeah. We're not like, we're not re not rebuilding, but we're not switching it out for new infrastructure fast enough to keep up with climate change <laughs> nope. basically um and we're not fixing climate change <laughs> at the same time so yeah it was uh, you know uh not great not great but other than that you know what uh we had a fairly good weekend it was a holiday here in ontario on monday so yeah we had a three-day weekend and it was nice we got some stuff done i did some gardening we just I don't know just did some stuff around the house got things ready we have a bunch of stuff that has to happen <laughs> in our backyard with like people who have to come and do stuff in our backyard like mm. gas lines and construction and stuff so we were trying to get <laughs> at least the small jobs done so we could feel like it was progress yeah yeah but we have a lot of stuff to happen so you know what about you what did you guys get up to we spent a lot of time outside this weekend, and I forget nice. how um, drained the sun makes me. I'm <laughs> yes. pretty. I'm pretty good if we're near a beach or a pool, and I can like mm-hmm. dunk my head. But when you're just like out, yeah, and about in ninety <laughs> weather, I was like, "What if I just went to bed now?" And it'd be like seven thirty. <laughs> Right, right. Exactly. Like the sun is setting, so I'm gonna. I'm like a vampire. I'm like, oh, you know, or sorry, time to go. I'm the opposite of a vampire, Daria. The opposite. Yes. Of a vampire. Yes, the opposite of a vampire. Sun goes yes. down, I go to bed. That's how right. It works. Right. So, like a human. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, 
Jai. I love you. Um, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, no, I know what you mean, though. Like, for sure. It's like as soon as you're just so tired, like being outside. I mean, it's great. It's so healthy for you and you get so much vitamin yeah. D and, you know, but it's definitely after you've been inside for the winter, you're just like, oh, my God, being outside tires you out. Yeah, I'm adjusting to the new season because we had a very long winter, very mm-hmm. short spring, and now all of a sudden we're getting just like, bam, sunshine. I know. Yeah, which is great. Like it was though the UV index was like eight today and will be nine tomorrow. So wear your sunscreen, people. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was all in all a good weekend despite some terrifying inclement weather. Yes. Truly. Uh, now, yeah. are we ready? Yes. To talk about I Want You Back. Yes, I will try to be as nice as possible. I really did like this movie. I did. I did like it. I just believe it is not a romantic comedy. <laughs> Actually, okay, look, no. Perhaps it falls under romantic comedy. It is not a romance. Yeah. I mean, I think it sort of felt... They tried. I think it felt really chaste. Is chaste the right word? I feel like I've seen more passion in a Lifetime movie. No. A Hallmark movie. I was going to say, there was more passion in that Christmas Hallmark movie that we saw when we were together than there was in this movie. Like, actually, to be honest, there was more passion between Charlie Day and Scott Eastwood than there was uh, Charlie Day and Jenny Slate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I really liked it. I thought it was a really great movie about not even finding each other, but, like, about finding out about themselves and, like, what they're worth and like, you know, so like it was really, really good. But (laughs) at the same time, it was billed as a romantic comedy that came out on February 11th, just in time for Valentine's Day. Yes. So I don't know. I just, you know, it just, I was, you know, yeah. So, okay. I thought, the performances were great. Amazing. I thought everyone was like, you know, really carrying their weight, including Scott Eastwood, who is usually just like, yeah, so dry. He makes an amazing sidekick. He's yeah, an amazing like, wingman. Like there's a lot of good friendship chemistry in this. Yeah. But there's not a lot of romantic chemistry in this. And it overall feels really sexless. Which, like, I do feel, and maybe, you know, maybe Jenny and I are preaching to the choir. Maybe everyone who's listening feels the same way. But, like, there's such a, like, dearth of sexiness in film right now. And I would think that in any movie, you would have that sort of, like, physical tension in a romantic comedy. Where, you know, I genuinely thought that, like, Jenny Slate and Charlie Day had, like, friendship chemistry mostly i agree i agree yeah it was not i don't know i just like it was it was a really good 
they did a good job, but, like, between the two characters, like, it was a really good friendship movie, and, like, it was almost like a, it was almost like a precursor to a romantic comedy, if that's, like, does that make sense? Like, it just... It's so funny because as I was watching, I was messaging you being like, how is this movie still happening? Because it felt so long. Yeah. But it still needed an extra scene or two at the end to sort of like get you to where you needed to be. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't really understand some of the choices that were made, but that doesn't mean it's not a good movie. It's no, just just build incorrectly. It is built incorrectly. Yeah, it is not. But I don't think that their Hollywood, unfortunately, doesn't know what to call movies that are funny <laughs> that have a woman in a main role. <laughs> And and then they just call them romantic comedy by default, basically. Yeah, uh, it's romantic comedy or it's a raunch com. Like yeah. there's no, it's not just there's, uh, it's it's very there. <laughs> I mean, the only there's like a few. Like I'd say there's a very few that I would say have the same sort of like bridesmaids, but it's more, yeah. it was raunchy. Yeah, you know what I mean. It wasn't you know like, but there's not because it was about relationships and it was kind of funny yeah it's classified as a romantic comedy it wasn't a romantic comedy what was that there's there there was no romance in the movie yeah so the only romance in the movie truly happens in the last 30 seconds of the film mm-hmm. so you know because like i don't know i just anyway I'm I'm getting too like deep into the weeds. I know, but let's let's start at the beginning and we'll go through it because I have so many thoughts. I did yeah. like the movie though. I just have a lot of criticism. Yeah. So this movie starts out with these two sort of parallel interactions. You have Emma, who's having breakfast with her boyfriend Noah, and then you have Peter. And Anne, and they're at Anne's nephew's birthday party. And, you know, they're clearly both in relationships. And Peter and Emma are sort of just going through them. You know, they're like, everything's normal. And uh, Emma's talking about these really good pancakes. And Peter's playing with the nephew. And, like, everything's super normal. And you can see that their partners are super anxious and something is off and we basically watch them get dumped in the first five minutes of the movie yeah it's so i mean emma's is he's so blunt about it like he's just like and she's just like what like she has no clue she is absolutely like she's so shocked um she really has no no clue at all um and whereas peter he just gets real drunk. He gets drunk, right? At the birthday party? Doesn't he get drunk? 
Uh, he doesn't, I don't think he gets drunk, but he does cry a lot. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's just what it was. He was just, he gets really sad. He's like crying at the party. Yeah. It is super awkward. But basically the gist of the breakups are Anne feels stifled sort of by, you know, her and Peter have been in a relationship for six years. Um, you know, and they, she feels like it's very complacent and, you know, and that's sort of Anne's reason for breaking up with Peter. Whereas Noah feels like Emma doesn't really have a sense of responsibility or she, she's like a lack of responsibility and that's not really what he's looking for. And so that's how their relationship ends. <laughs> and so they're both kind of like a big mess. Yeah. And that is when they meet, um, they both work in the same office building. Talk about a meet cute though. This is a see, it's like yes. every part of this movie has the makings of being an incredible romance. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But it just got like a good slop of bleach all over it. <laughs> so you know, like it's just real sanitary. So uh, Peter and Emma find each other in the stairwell of their office building. They're both crying. They're both, you know, and they both, they find out that they've both just been broken up with, like been dumped. And, you know, so they try to become friends because they're going to kind of help each other, like navigate their breakups. And that's so, so one of the things that I just genuinely love about this movie is that, you know, they're kind of sharing their mutual breakups in the stairwell and you know the the thing that like jenny slate and charlie day do really well i mean they're really fucking funny and their humor is so i don't know there's moments where they're really dry and like their delivery just works so so well and, and yeah like, lingering in this hallway and then immediately it cuts to this karaoke bar Yes. And they are singing all the most ridiculous songs. Mm-hmm. I had a very special moment when they started singing Alanis Morissette's uh, <laughs> classic hit. And it brought me back to college when I also sang You Oughta Know at karaoke <laughs> drunk after I had just gotten dumped. So, oh my god, that's just, amazing. It spoke to a very specific part of me. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, Jenny's character, Emma, is like, we'll be sadness sisters. And we'll call, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it really uh, was. It's, it's, it's a perfect setup. It's like a genuinely perfect setup because, you know, you think that they're going to you know, they're going to be there for each other and their breakups and they're going to get through it. And then eventually they're going to fall in love. And like, that's kind of the way it goes until it doesn't it sort of spirals into, you know, the, yeah. the fun, admittedly very fun idea yeah. of let's figure out how to win them back and break up their new relationships. Right. And, you know, in, in coming up this thing, Emma, Emma tells Peter that she thought that Noah was her airplane safety mask person, which he, she basically says the person that she loved so much that she would put on his emergency airplane mask first before her own, which is like, admittedly, like the stupidest thing I've yeah. ever heard of. It's literally not what you're supposed to do at all. And like, not advised. First. Right. 
So it's like, like really just like irrationally ridiculous, but like that is basically what she considers to be like, you know, the truest form of love is to basically not save yourself. (laughs) So they, like Darius said, they decide they're going to win back their exes, break up these new relationships. And so it'll be like Emma will seduce Anne's new boyfriend, Logan, uh, played by the delightful Manny Jacinto from The Good Place. My God, is this the most beautiful fucking man to ever live? His hair is like his hair must be so soft. I, I like I. I just I'm gonna be honest with you. I was thirsting hard over this man during this movie. I mean, every scene he's in, I was like, oh yeah, just brush your hair out of your eyes. You're so beautiful. Ugh, like, I know he is. I know. Ridiculous. It, truly. <laughs> and then Peter plans to befriend Noah. To convince him to break up with his new girlfriend Ginny, played by Clark Bacco. and she owns a she owns a bakery, and she's like very she's really got her stuff together basically. So, to begin this mission, they have sort of two parallel paths. Peter is going to get Noah to be his personal trainer because Noah is a personal trainer, and so he's going to like hire. Noah to be his personal trainer, but then like become his friend and, you know, convince him to break up with Ginny that way. And there's this really funny scene as they're brainstorming ways of like breaking up each other's relationships. And at one point, Peter's like, yeah, I'll just like, I'll seduce Ginny. Like I'll, you know, I'll get to know her and I'll make her fall in love with me. And Emma is like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know if you're the kind of person it's like love at first sight. Like I don't, it might take a few years, like a slow burn, you know, like. Oh my God. I love that conversation so much. It was so funny. I mean, the the banter between them is so tight and so good and so funny. Yeah. Like they definitely get the comedy part of this realm. For sure. Down. That's for, They really for do. Sure. They really do. So, so. That's happening with Peter. Emma has decided to volunteer at Logan's middle school, which is where Logan and Anne teach because Logan is also a teacher. That's how they met, how him and Anne met. He is producing a middle school production of Little Shop of Horrors. (laughs) So she has, she volunteers to help out because and and he at first he thinks she's like a mother like a parent yeah, of, a like who's teen, your kid? of a who's your kid and she's just like oh no 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 I just really have a passion for theater and you know I think she tells him she was in of she yeah. was in Little Shop of Horrors yeah. and it's like it's just the the lie gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, because it's so funny because she clearly has never heard of the show and knows nothing about theater because she's um she's like, yeah, I was in Little Shop when I was in school. And he's like, oh, who did you play? And she's like, who do you think I played? And of course, yeah. he names, you know, Audrey, which is the lead role. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I did. I was Audrey and I was great. Yeah. Oh, so funny. So, you know, as this is sort of happening, we see these, the two of them sort of slowly making their way into these people's lives. They're also getting closer, right? So they're becoming better friends. 
you know, Peter is revealing, you know, his dream of opening his own nursing home because he works for a nursing home right now, but it's like a terrible hellhole of a place that treats senior citizens like numbers, basically. Um, And then Emma admits that, you know, sort of this lack of ambition that had caused Noah to break up with her is actually due to her father's terminal illness. Yeah, there are some really great bonding moments where we see the ease between them as they're hanging out and it's like they're getting ice cream or they're sitting at the diner and eating or, you know, they're watching movies together. Like they immediately sort of integrate each other into their lives and, um, you know, they are able to sort of be honest with each other in a way that they were definitely not honest with their previous partners. Yeah. And it's like, you know, maybe if she had, she had just told Noah that that's what she was struggling with, maybe it would have gone differently. I think for Peter, I I just think Anna's kind of a bitch. Yeah. I think that was sort of (laughs) my, my thing with this movie is like, Noah seems like a fairly cool guy, right? Yeah, like, like he's he's kind of just like a little bit of white bread guy. Like he's yeah. just kind of he's a personal trainer, and you know, like he tries, he tries, and he's kind of like he's an okay guy. He wants a he wants someone to marry and have a life with, and you know, and but and they just like I mean, kudos to Gina Rodriguez, she did a great job, but like. They didn't give her a lot to work with. No, they definitely didn't. They give her a lot more. Like, they make her a little catty, and they make her a little jealous, and they make her a little dismissive. Like, they definitely give her some personality traits to me that are very gender-coded, whereas Noah gets to be just, like, this cool, chill dude because Emma is the sort of, like, lost, like, mess of a human being. So... You know, I mean, as we are wont to do when you start to investigate the tropes of these characters, especially the women, you do start to pick Mm -hmm. out on these sort of like, hmm. I just, I just don't think it would have like, it wouldn't have hurt to like give Anne maybe like a little bit of a reason. Like she just, her, her reason for that, for her feeling stifled, like there was, there was no actual reason. Like, yeah. I feel like Noah actually had a reason for breaking up with Emma in a way, whereas Anne just, like, kind of wanted to sleep with someone else. Yeah. It's really it, how it felt. It was like... I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but... Well, I, I mean, I do think that they both sort of... Noah and Anne were both looking for something different. You know, obviously that's why you break up most of the time, is, is like, right. sort of just outgrown the other person. Yeah. Uh, And I think the difference was Noah had moved on to someone who fit more intrinsically into his life. And that opened up his eyes to kind of like how he wanted to grow on his own. Whereas Mm -hmm. Anne had sort of this like weird attachment midlife, sorry, quarter life crisis idea of like acting and theater and like, you know, this weird thing that felt sort of like okay girl I guess but like she still stayed as a teacher she just like she didn't do anything else yeah she just like she and it's not like she went and like dated someone who was in the theater like she's dating another teacher yeah I it just was weird to me I didn't love her I also 
I also don't love Gina Rodriguez, so I sort of was like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I didn't watch Jane the Virgin. I don't have like a huge thought. She was in Jane the Virgin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. I don't I don't really know her other than like what this movie really, because I haven't actually seen her in much. But um so but I just found like her her character kind of boring and not Yeah. Not just like it was kind of like lazy I feel like it could have been done better but I also think that those character flaws are probably a plot thing right because as we go forward right yeah Peter and Noah become friends and Mm -hmm. Peter gets to see Noah with Ginny and and how like strong that relationship is whereas Emma gets to know Logan and Anne and sees that Mm -hmm. Anne is insecure and like doesn't love what's happening here. And their relationship is so much easier to break up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I think Anne has to kind of be flaky in the way that she is for it to work. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. For sure. Um, Yeah. So let's just talk about Peter and Noah for a minute. Um, So they really, (laughs) I, truly would have loved like so much more of the like Charlie when you think of Charlie Day and Scott Eastwood you don't think of like a pair that would be yeah. like have like great chemistry but holy shit do they have such good chemistry like they're so funny together and like I mean the writers did a good job on these two characters because these guys like they were hilarious yeah, and they could not be more different, you know. In terms no, their... there was so, and but it was it was funny because they 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 kind of made that work yes. with the characters themselves, right? Um, and so it was really it was I just enjoy I really truly enjoyed as much as I loved Charlie Day and Jenny Slate and their friendship and mm-hmm. supposed relationship. I really truly like my favorite was Peter and Noah. Like, I just loved it so much. Well, and there's, I mean, they're just so funny, too, because Peter is trying really hard to maintain this agreement with Emma that he's going to break up Noah and Ginny's relationship. And, you know, he's trying. There's this, um, you know, there's this really great night, right? And so it's the night of the dress rehearsal for Little Shop of Horrors. And while Emma is there... Peter and Noah are going to this bar called Halo. And it's this like super Euro trashy, like uh, strobe lights, uplighting shots, shot shots. Like it's a, it's a, it's a dirty club. I think when they invite Ginny yeah. to come with them, she's like, ew, I have to shower just thinking about that place. Yeah. Um, but they have such a funny, cute little friendship. Yes. And they're having so much fun together. And, you know, Noah is actually trying really hard to be a wingman for Peter. Like, he's actually trying to be a really good friend. And he's I know doing it without necessarily being an asshole to Ginny. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to the surprise fucking Pete Davidson that shows up for 45 seconds. That's <laughs> so great. It's so, so weird. I was like, what it's, is this man doing here? It's so weird. Yeah. So at the nightclub, they meet these three girls. 
And one of them clearly likes Peter. Like she's pretty into Peter and Noah is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, you know, so he, he basically is like, they go back to the house, to this, one of the girl's houses, they go back to her house. And like you said, Noah is very much like, yep, I have a girlfriend, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be here for Peter. And they all take MDMA (laughs) and, um, you know, and then they're like, you know, they're, uh, Peter jumps off a balcony into a hot tub. Like they're really like having a great time. It's being totally crazy. Um, and then at the very, like, right as like things are kind of like maybe a little bit heating up with Peter and one of the girls, nothing has actually happened, but you can kind of tell that it might. They find out that the girls are minors. Ugh. so like this was, I hated this part. I'm going to be honest. I hated that they were 17. I was Uh, like, we we could have done this joke in another way. No? Like. I know. But also it was gross because clearly Pete Davidson was not 17. Well, yeah, clearly. like, And he was like the ex-boyfriend of one of the 17-year-old girls. So that was really weird. Yeah. However, so yeah, this scene, not great. Like, <laughs> not great. However, yes. However, it brings us to a better surprise. I don't know about you, Daria, <laughs> but there is a part of my brain that is forever imprinted by Ben McKenzie. <laughs> uh, you know what's so funny? I was not an OC girl growing up. I was a One Tree Hill okay. girl growing up yes but of all of those teen actors yeah ben mckenzie grew up to be a very hot very smart very awesome individual i follow him on twitter because he shit talks crypto like no one else oh he must be loving life right now as crypto is like tanking so hard i I love it he's so fucking smart i just uh i love him i love him seeing him walk through the door in that scene and the best part is like when charlie calls him sir and he's like don't sir me we're peers <laughs> like you're i know my age. i know so guys so ben <laughs> mckenzie plays the dad of one of these girls yeah and like the so dad of a 17 year old is making me feel old as fuck thank you very much like right but also like <clears throat> dilf <laughs> daddy ben mckenzie uh yeah so basically noah and peter flee like they're just like we gotta get the fuck out and they just run and that is when noah tells peter that he is gonna propose to Ginny, and peter is like oh shit because on one hand he obviously wants to stay true to emma and their plan but on the other hand, like, he's become actually very good friends with Noah. Mm-hmm. And, like, he sees how much Noah actually does love Ginny. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, basically, him and Emma decide that Peter is going to break into Ginny and Noah's to plant fake evidence of Noah cheating on her so that... 
she will break up with him. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, but to, uh, you know, to go back, right? Like, while the club, Pete yes. Davidson, you know, crazy night is happening, <laughs> Emma is at the middle school and it's dress rehearsal and Logan comes up to her and is like, our actress playing Audrey is not going to make it. We need you to stand in. Like you've played this part before. You know the blocking. I just need you for for sound cues, you know, like go put on the costume. <laughs> and Emma's like, what the, f- what the fuck? Like why this night is getting like, this is this like whole plan is, is just going completely too much. Crazy. This is too much. Yeah. You know, she gets into costume and uh, there's this student. His name is Trevor. Uh, He's like in the fourth grade. He's been working on the musical as well. And him and Emma have bonded so far throughout this sort of like crazy experiment. He's a troubled kid. He's like having issues with his dad. And, you know, Emma's really good at giving this kid advice and just sort of like getting him to consider other options and like you know other solutions to his problems and so Mm -hmm. it's a really kind of nice b plot for emma this like little friendship oh for sure absolutely it is really funny but while she's there noah butt dials her from the club yes oh i forgot about that yes 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 and just as she's about to go on she gets this phone call and she's like hello hello and Noah doesn't really understand what's going on at first. And then he finally realizes he had called her and they have like a very brief conversation. And, you know, like, how are you? Good. You're good. Okay. All right. Good. Got to go. Bye. And Emma is so upset. I think it's the first time she's heard his voice since they broke up. So clearly she's like totally triggered by it. And she Mm -hmm. goes out on stage and actually gives a killer fucking performance of Suddenly Seymour. It is so emotional and so, it's so good. It's like really good. I don't know if Jenny Slate has ever considered musical theater. I don't know if she considers herself a good singer, but like she killed it. She genuinely would be a great Audrey, to be honest. I'm not kidding. She'd be great. I know. And also uh, she was doing it opposite a 10 year old boy, which was (laughs) so great. Uh, Who was giving it his all. Oh, yeah. He, was a, he truly was. A powerful performance from that little boy. Oh, my God. It was so funny. It was so, 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 so good. So, yeah. So, that is what was happening to Emma while Peter and Peter found out about Noah going to be proposing to Ginny. Yes. So, <laughs> Peter goes to Ginny and Noah's apartment to plant this fake evidence. I think it's like a condom wrapper. I know. I'm not really sure what they thought was going to happen there. I I don't know what that would have done necessarily. Yeah, it was very weird. At the very last minute, he actually can't do it. He can't bring himself to do it. And instead of leaving, he hears them come in. Yeah, I think. (laughs) This is so awkward. It is. He was trying to leave. It just did not work out that way. No. And so he hides in the like, kind of like wicker laundry blanket hamper at the end of the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can imagine what that devolves into. So (laughs) 
basically Noah comes home before Ginny and he like sets up this whole beautiful like decorates their whole bedroom you know really romantic and then he's like gonna he's like basically this is when he's gonna propose and and so but Peter is there the whole time and then he ends up hearing Noah's super like um super sweet super heartfelt proposal and like you know he kind of like I think that really solidifies for him that like this is the right choice for Noah despite it obviously it's gonna hurt Emma's feelings yeah but he kind of sees that, you know, this Noah and Ginny are kind of like for real. And, you know, Noah really does care about her. And then he has to endure. Then he has to endure uh, them celebrating said Three proposal. Rounds. <laughs> Three whole rounds. Uh, and then he's finally able to like sneak out of the laundry basket. <laughs> Kudos to Charlie Day, who is slightly a wee man and can do some really hilarious physical comedy because of that. Uh, yeah. Because it was truly hilarious watching him fit himself into that laundry basket. <laughs> it was so, and it's like really extra funny too, because there's a part during the proposal where he's like actually peeking out of the basket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did they not just like look to the right and see this man? In right? the bedroom. Like, it's Sneaky, so, like, so funny to me. It, it really was. It was hilarious. So while that is happening, Emma manages to talk Logan uh, and Anne into having a threesome. Now, Whew. Logan is very into this idea. He clearly... Uh, you know he's he clearly likes Emma. Mm-hmm. Logan also is very full of himself. <laughs> he's like such a pretentious dude. Such yeah. a pretentious dude. Yeah, and he also is like you know he used to do theater, so he really he kind of like you know he has this sort of like I don't even know what the word like he has this vibe about him where he is just like just. He's just, like, one of those people who, like, believes that, like, this is what we're supposed to do. Like, this is, yeah, this is, this is what we should do. This is going to be the best thing for all of us. You know, when really, like, it's not. And so Anne, (laughs) I don't know. She is just, Anne does not want to do it. No. Like, full stop. No. And that is one thing that, like, Gina Rodriguez does do really well is that sort of, like, uh, I don't want to say uptight. But just like the her delivery of certain is just so funny, you know. Like she's like, oh, uh, uh, I don't, mm, I don't think so. Like I don't know, maybe okay, I guess. Like she, it's so yeah. so good because I mean Logan really does sort of answer for her. Like yeah, you want to you know expand your horizons, don't you? Right, exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's so kind gross. of <laughs> it's really gross. It is really gross. Um, and so it kind of like. They kind of attempt it, but it does not go as planned. Um, and Anne eventually is just like, well, I cannot do this. I'm leaving. We're done. Well, right. It does actually sort of go uh, exactly to Emma's plan in the sense mm-hmm. that Anne 
breaks up with Logan because she yeah. misses Peter. Yes. Yeah. She realizes that actually her quote unquote complacency with Peter is what she's actually been missing. Yeah. And then we cut to a scene in the diner. It's in the diner, right? Yeah. It's like they're meeting to sort of like rendezvous after their shared plots, you know? Yeah. And so this, the diner, like we've seen them in this diner so many times, you know, just like having fun together and like laughing and like talking about, not even about their stupid plans, just like about their lives in general. Getting to know each other. Exactly. And so they're at the diner and that is when Peter tells Emma of Noah's engagement and like how serious it is and that he's not going to be able to break them up because he believes that, you know, Noah does actually love Ginny and also that he heard from Anne and that he is going to be getting back together with Anne. Oh, it's such a hard scene because she calls, she calls and it's like, Peter forgets what he's doing. Like, he he's with someone else, and he doesn't really care. He, like, leaves no. her there in the diner to go to Anne. And it's like... Yeah, okay. and it's... Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. And then the thing is, the worst part about that is that afterwards, like, after that night, I think they see each other the next day or the next week or something at work, right? It's the next day. And It's the next day. And he basically is like, yeah, well, I guess we can't really hang out anymore because she knows you as, like, the person who broke her and Logan up. And that means, like, we can't even be friends anymore. Yeah, he very much ditches her. Like, immediately drops her like a like a hot potato. Yeah, it is really terrible. And Emma is actually pretty upset about it. Yeah, because I think... From from what I get from her, like, facial expressions, when she comes to the diner that night after the failed threesome, I think mm-hmm. she sort of thinks, like, oh, I actually like this guy. Like, I, I don't care about Noah anymore. I want to be with Peter. Right. Yeah. And I think that is kind of how I read it as well. Like, that's kind of, you know, but they, they've really had, like, no sort of conversation, right, about that. And it almost mm-hmm. seems like she is kind of going to say that to him in a way like it it feels like her she has that kind of energy that she might yeah maybe not admit that she's in love with him but like admit that she maybe is interested in something more with him and that's when Anne calls yep so basically some time passes yeah I mean not like a ton of time but there's definitely some uh, heavy montages in this movie yeah there's a lot of montages you watched the movie more recently than I do. So, cause I do not really remember the montage. I do remember Emma moves out of her apartment. Yeah. So it's sort of like there's some scenes where it's Noah, Ginny, Anne, and Peter going on some double dates mm-hmm. and Peter passes the diner and immediately thinks of Emma. Emma starts reading this book that Peter got her about sort of like trying to find yourself and, Mm-hmm. Then she looks for an apartment and she moves out of her old one. There's definitely just sort of like a bunch of scenes. Then you see like Noah and Ginny planning the wedding, mm-hmm. which, you know, we find out they're going to plan a wedding on a cruise boat in Savannah. Uh, and I think that's when we settle on like 
Emma gets the invitation to Noah's wedding, which I think is so ballsy. <laughs> so ballsy. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, why? Why yeah. would you? I don't understand. First of all, why would you invite her? And second of all, why would you go? Yeah. Well, so that's the thing, right? So Emma is sort of feeding her. her she's like eating her feelings. She's at that restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that Logan brought her and Anne and she's like eating charcuterie and drinking wine and mm-hmm. Logan shows up and I guess you know he's having a hard day and he wanted a drink and so they sort of end up together at the table and they're talking about their like mutual problems and Emma mentions that she got the invitation to the wedding and Logan's like yeah you should totally go but you can't go alone you should bring me. Like, you know, you got to show off to your ex that you, like, aren't alone right. in this wedding and you look great and right. yada, yada, yada. Which, like, at this point, I was like, oh, this movie's still happening? I was, the pacing's a little off in the middle where I'm sort of like, wait a second. This movie's still happening? Is there an end in sight? No? Okay. No. What should have – don't get me – I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to – What should have happened is that – Peter, after he leaves the diner, have a very short montage and then have something happen where he realizes Emma is the one and then he immediately goes back to Emma. The movie is now over. Yeah. That's um, it. That's yeah. where it should have ended. But instead, we get the um, cruise boat wedding <sighs> from hell, right? Because it's bad enough that Emma is going to her ex-boyfriend's wedding and that she's bringing, you know, Logan. Um, mm-hmm. But she does not understand that Noah and Peter got really close. And so who else is at the wedding but Peter and Anne? And there's this, like, super physically painful, awkward interaction between Anne <sighs> and Peter and Noah and Logan and Emma. And Emma is starting to see that Peter kind of used her, right? Like, intentionally or not, he ended up getting his girlfriend back and he ended up becoming buddies now with Noah. Like, he got the best of both both worlds. Exactly. Yeah, and it's, ooh, it's really sort of so gross. And then if that's not any worse, like, if it couldn't get worse, uh, or if you think it couldn't get worse, it does. Because Peter does the thing that fucking Hollywood does all the time and that he basically confesses his love for her, Emma, in front of everyone after not even speaking to her and basically ghosting her for the last however many months it takes to plan a wedding on a cruise ship. And she's like, uh, what? No. She, you know, she's like, fuck you. Uh, She basically tells, like, she basically confesses everything. Like, she tells them everything. She she totally rats him out and, like, good. I'm glad she did because he was a, like, this was not the best version of Peter, let me tell you. No, he was definitely spiraling. He was totally spiraling because I, you know, he realizes that getting back back together with Anne wasn't actually the right thing because their relationship doesn't change. And she still, like, she still finds him complacent and boring, but now she just happens to like that. 
and she doesn't really give him the room to grow and mm-hmm. with Emma he felt like that was possible and so it's just like come on buddy come on yeah but he doesn't like it's the wrong time wrong time yeah yeah but she says she doesn't have the same feelings for Peter so then you know Anne uh, Anne breaks up with Peter and Logan breaks up with Emma not that they're really going out with each other but he kind of like because she broke them up and then that's kind of the funniest moment where Logan's like, did you even do little shop in middle school? And she's like, no. And he's like, oh, so you're crazy. And he like leaves the boat. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's what tipped you off, dude, that everyone's unhinged here. It's that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Ginny is like, I want you to leave my wedding. This is ridiculous. And then Noah punches Peter. Which, you know, not going to Deserved. Lie. Dessert. So the next morning we see Peter and Anne basically decide that they aren't meant to be together and they do break up. And they have like, and so this is, this is kind of the nicest moment for Anne because they have like a very mature conversation where they're both like, I don't regret our relationship. It was beautiful for what it was, but like clearly Mm -hmm. it's time to move on. And it's like very self-aware and like very good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And it does it does definitely give us a little bit of humanity for Anne at yes, the very much last needed. Moment. Much, much needed. Much needed. And then we also see Emma apologizing to Noah. Mm-hmm. You know, finally realizing that, you know, they weren't compatible with each other and they kinda it's not great, but they kind of leave Yeah, there's you know, that great moment where he's like and stay away from my wife. Like yeah, like Don't he's like, please, please, please go away. Yeah. Yeah. And then the movie ends with Peter and Emma on the same flight home from Savannah, and they're sitting across the aisle from each other. And they're kind of just like, ugh. This you know, is like, where I was like, mad, 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 mad. Because it's now a uh, hundred and nine minutes out of the hundred and eleven minutes, and. There's been no fucking romance between the two main characters. Is that maybe why you were mad, Daria? I would have loved, right? So, of (sighs) course, they're on this plane and they hit turbulence. And the turbulence is bad enough that the mask falls from the ceiling, right? Mm -hmm. And the first thing that Peter does is put the mask on Emma. Yeah. And you're like cool grateful circle moment love 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 right right but then it fades to fucking black and i'm so mad because we deserve after 110 minutes for this movie to end in a passionate embrace and smooch that's what we deserve we deserve and we didn't get it and, and I am just mad as hell about it. I just don't understand how you can bill something as a romantic comedy, have it air on February 11th, <laughs> three days before Valentine's Day, and the main characters don't even fucking kiss. And, like, I can already hear some sort of, like, self-obsessed, sophisticated asshole being like, well... It's a subversion on the trope. 
And not every romance needs to end that way. And like, they can just look at each other and you know, and like, da 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 da. Okay, but like, give me the kissing. I just want the kissing. Like, it's just, <laughs> there is just like, oh, don't even get me started again <laughs> on how, ugh, how fucking sanitary movies are these days, unless it is someone being sexually assaulted. Yeah. Like, I just, can't handle like, it anymore. Listen to me. We could have had this exact ending. I'm going to rewrite the end, right? So okay. they're Do on it. the boat. They're on the boat and there's that big fight and there's just so much tension. And you know they're stuck on the goddamn boat. I don't know why we immediately fade to the hotel the next day because, like, they can't get off the boat. It's the perfect plot device, right? Like, all we had, all we needed was an Emma and Peter moment a little bit after the fight. They're both hiding out on the boat somewhere and they uh-huh. like kind of come around to each other and they end up apologizing and then they kiss. We could have gotten that and it could have been delightful. And then they could have jumped to the apologies and the yada yada and conveniently putting them together on the same plane and all of this shit happening. All of that stuff could have happened. But you, yep. get, we, we need the physical I can't be apart from you moment like that is so important in romance where it's like do you want me to believe these two people like each other well then make them fucking touch each other in some way shape or form like I truly cannot I it truly blows my mind like what what was it like a rating issue like what was it guys like because it was on crime like it's not like they had to really worry about you know, anything, I don't know. Again, delightfully funny, super engaging, performance is great, but no kiss? You can't get a 10 out of 10 from me. Like, that's not happening. Um, Yeah, you know how I know that this movie is truly actually not for me? Because my favorite website that I love to hate, Rotten Fucking Tomatoes, gives the fucking consensus as... With a stellar cast playing well-rounded characters, I Want You Back is the rare rom-com that delivers its romance as capably as its comedy. No, but that's not Fuck true. off forever. It's so much funnier than it was romantic. What? Like, seriously, I want someone to email us. I want someone to comment on our socials. Tell me where the romance was. Tell me one iota. A fucking romance. Yeah, because they sort of go from strangers to friends. And then the, you know, the logical conclusion is friends to lovers, right? Like, that's really where it's supposed to go. And it never quite gets there. It ends too soon. I'm sorry. It ends too soon. Scott Eastwood blowing out his fiance's back is not the romance. (laughs) Just so you guys know. (laughs) Just so you know. And yeah, yeah. I I think that's the hard part, right? Is we see more romance between the two supporting couples than we do from the main couple. And I, I, yeah, I just think it's a huge issue with Hollywood in general. The people are so nervous about giving us the actual physicality. Like what, where's that? What, What is happening? I don't get it. And, like, do not fucking blame it on COVID. Man, I am swearing so much because this movie has incensed me in a way that I forgot that it incensed me. Principal photography was in March of 2021. Yeah. 
it like by March of 2021, things were like, I'm just, oh, uh, I don't, I do not know. Like they filmed from March all the way through to April, the end of April. So it's not like they didn't know what they were doing. It's not like there's not a huge cast of characters that they have to worry about COVID rules. Like, do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, it's yeah. not Bridgerton. No, I know. It was a handful of characters. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's not a romantic comedy. Because it doesn't end with romance. There is no romance in the movie. But it's also kind of how I feel about Free Guy, right? Mm, Free Guy, yeah. at its core, yeah, has romance. It has a thread mm-hmm. of romance. Mm-hmm. But it also fades to black slash fades to Ryan Reynolds and his BFF instead of giving us five seconds of that emotional, yeah. physical impact of two characters realizing they're in love with each other. We couldn't get a kiss there either. Okay, you know what the romance actually was in this movie? It was my 16-year-old self and Ben McKenzie. Yeah. That's what the romance <laughs> of this movie was. That was that was the spark. Yeah. That was the most romance in this movie. Like, truly, uh, I don't know what it is. Like, are we just a bunch of horn dogs that, like, aren't getting what we want? Or is there a really severe drought of, like, sex and, and physicality in films these days? Like, I... I don't know. I know. It's, I... it's, and it's not like it doesn't work, right? Like, however you feel about Sally Rooney, normal mm-hmm. people was as popular as it was because it, it did a good job of portraying that, like, physical sort of tension between characters. And it includes the sex part because when you're watching a romance or a rom-com – or any story that is trying to sell romance as a thread in the plot, mm-hmm. you cannot shy away from what those relationships look like in real life. And that includes simple things like hand-holding, uh, face caressing, you know, like little affectionate PDA moments, kissing, hugging, all of it. Like you don't have to show someone's bare ass for it to work but like you do right. have to show that these people are intimate with each other if that's their relationship like we don't need a dick shot from charlie day we <laughs> just need him to like maybe maybe just kiss jenny slate on the mouth that'd be great <laughs> thanks guys like and i don't know if it's like an amazon studios thing maybe like no, i'm seeing this everywhere like we see yeah, this everywhere i know it's it's that's a lot. why Bridgerton is doing so well, everyone. Because even yeah. when it's not giving you season one levels of softcore porn, it is giving you what you want, which is the physical tension, longing moments, kissing, yada yada, getting so close that you're like breathing on each other. That's I why mean, it's so fucking popular. Six episodes and Jonathan Bailey and Simone Ashley didn't even touch, basically, and it, and was, it was still more romantic than this. Exactly. Like truly, <laughs> like I don't know what the hell. I don't I I have to stop talking about it now. It's making me sad. So and angry. like to me, it's a disservice to the characters and a disservice to the actors because Jenny Slate and Charlie Day are great. And I want to see them make out. I know. I know. Especially because it is, you know, one of the facets of this film that is that works is that Jenny and Charlie play these sort of like 
quirkier romance leads, right? Yeah. They're yeah. not usually the ones that get to play the lead exactly. characters in a romantic comedy. So why not let them go full blazes? I know. Well, I'll be interested to see the difference between this movie and the movie that we are doing next week, which is the worst titled movie in 2021, Needle in a Time Stack. <laughs> it yes. is a romantic science fiction film, but written and directed by John Ridley, but it's based on the short story by John Silverberg. So, and it stars everyone's favorite, Leslie Odom Jr. And by everyone, I mean me. Yes. <laughs> I'm a serious Leslie Odom Jr. problem, guys. However, I will be interested to see, A, is it actually a romance? Yeah. And we'll see how it ends. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if, you know, it actually involves kissing. And Are we gonna we'll start, go from like, there. Giving a kiss rating to everything that we watch. I feel like we might have to. Uh, we might have to. We'll rate, we'll rate things one, two, three, four, five out of five kisses. On a... Yeah, exactly. Oh exactly. God. So, Daria, what other things can you not stop thinking about? Oh, my God. Well, to go from one extreme to another... The thing that I am currently obsessed with, and I am going to link it in our notes, uh, Drag Race All-Stars Season 7 just premiered two weeks ago. And we didn't talk about it last week because I've been slow and I kind of had to <laughs> save some episodes to binge. But this season's Snatch Game was the yes. best goddamn Snatch Game I have ever seen in my history of watching Drag Race. Everybody was phenomenal and uh i won't spoil it but like jenny you're gonna you're gonna pee your pants it's perfect <laughs> it is so good and i'm so excited for this season because it's is it's all stars all winners so everyone on the show this season has already won a previous season so you have the best right. of the motherfucking best yeah they're and they're coming in with the most gorgeous looks because you know they, they're all winners so they can kind of afford to get splurgy now and they're all bringing their a-game and none of them are going to be eliminated it's definitely more of a point-based system this season oh interesting so we get to see them all do their thing every episode i like that so you yes. kind of you don't get to just like one and kind of one and done or whatever oh that's yeah. interesting um so i'm really really excited i can't wait for friday's episode mm -hmm. so that's been really I've been rewatched every if, like if I'm feeling kind of bummed out I just I put on the snatch game and I watch Jinx Monsoon kill it <laughs> and then also I've been watching the circle also very slow and behind on it but the most amazing thing about this season is that uh Scary Spice and Baby Spice are on it amazing and watching the two of them be in the little like sequestered room with each other yeah. is mm -hmm. My nine-year-old dream come true of, like, mm -hmm. being able to see how cute and adorable they are with each other. <laughs> I love it so much. Awesome. But, yeah, for me, it's, like, right now, so much show, so much TV is over that, like, it's just dragging yeah. the circle yeah. trying to figure out what else to, like, add. We did start Barry, but we only got through, like, two episodes because um, we never watched it. So we might try and 
watch Bill Hader be a serial killer. No. Oh, yeah. Keep saying serial killer. He's a hitman. Is he? Oh, I definitely thought he was a serial killer. I have not seen it either. So. <laughs> yeah. Again, another show that I'm a few like years late on, but you know. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> But what about you? What uh, what can't you stop thinking about, Jennifer? So it's less what I can't stop thinking about and more about what I can't stop listening to. Fair, 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 fair. I have been listening to the new Harry Styles album, Harry's House. Yeah. It came out about a week ago. It is so good. It is very, like, Harry is very mellow in general, I find. Like, his stuff is very mellow. Like, look, here's the thing. Let me just preface it by saying I could not, and I'm being 100% serious. I'm not saying this just for the podcast to get jokes. I could not name a single One Direction song. If you, if it was for money, I couldn't do it. I do not know... I'm not, I just, I was in this weird, like, I'm the, I'm this age where, like, it just missed me in all of the ways it might have not missed me, if that makes sense. One Direction felt too young for me when they were at the height of their fame. So, like, I didn't give a shit about them. Too young for me, and yet my kid is too young. It is too old for my kid to be into it. So like, I just never, never listened to One Direction at all. But like, I've listened, like Harry Styles is the only one other one I really listened to. If you don't count that one song that Zayn did with Taylor Swift. (laughs) That, That was it. So no, I really, really like it. I did not listen to the single, like, before it came out. I just listened to the full album. Um, and it surprises me that that that, um, that is the single because it's not even in my top five um, in terms of the track listing. Though I did read this thing on Twitter that a fa- someone on Twitter I, I said that you're supposed to listen to the album in reverse. Like reverse, like the old Beatles reverse, or just no, like the, the last sorry, song sorry. to the front. Okay, yeah, the last song to the first <laughs> song. Sorry, I, thought, I wondered not, if there was going to be like a yellow submarine conspiracy. No, there's no coded message. <laughs> Harry is alive. He's not the walrus. Yeah. So no. So you're supposed to apparently listen to it in reverse order. Now he. Harry has not confirmed or denied this, so we'll see. But I thought it was, it's very interesting. So I'm going to, um, tonight, <laughs> uh, do it in reverse order and see um, how that changes uh, the story. But it's a really, it's very mellow. It's very warm. It's like, it's like a lazy Sunday morning in bed. I love that. And I'll leave it at that. (laughs) I haven't, I haven't listened only because I've been so consumed with Florence and the Machine's new album that like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in my fixation stage where I just keep listening to it over and over and over and over and over again. And maybe in Mm -hmm. about a week, I'll be able to take a break and move on to something new. We'll just switch. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just move (laughs) on to the next fixation. That's sort of how I work with new music. Yeah, you'll listen to Harry, and I'll listen to Florence, and then we'll we'll trade notes. Yeah, it'll be yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh gosh, well, listener, thank you for 
putting up with our extremely deep dive into the least romantic rom-com of 2021. But still, we liked it. But still not, a great know. movie. Still yeah. a great movie. Yeah. Very mislabeled, but yes. still a great movie. Yeah. Um, if you would like to listen to our previous episodes, you can do so on our website, www.hotelvicarious.com. You can also email us. We'd love some email. Hotelvicarious at gmail.com. Tell us all your thoughts. You can also talk to us on socials at Hotel Vicarious on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for checking into Hotel Vicarious, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. 